I teach or preach. I'm a preacher teacher is what I call myself. I'm a preacher teacher. And whenever I'm preaching, teaching, um, I, I'm saying these things for you, for your benefit. I don't ever stand up here and just decide I'm going to say something. I pray over it. And the Lord woke me up with this message uh, several days back. I don't remember how many, but many days back. And I'm just titled it, I titled it The Christian Worker. It is a very simple title, but with a very deep meaning. Paul starts out in 2 Timothy chapter 2, and I actually thought I could get to all 26 verses. Uh, I did. I was very optimistic that I could get through with the 26 verses, just one chapter. But Paul is actually encouraging his spiritual son, Timothy, and I want to encourage you. It is deep in my heart that uh, you be successful in walking out the Christian life. I had, Brother John, would you give me my phone, my cell phone? I, I, I want to just read something. Thank you so much. I want to read something before I, I read the scriptures here. In the home going of my Brother J.R., 102 years old, I was immediately saddened, really, really deeply saddened. I met him approximately 47 years ago and maybe 48, but I met him. He was the dad to a dear friend of mine, Pastor James Fields. He was so, uh, just a wonderful man in, in those days, and he just remained that. And this is what one of our elders, Dr. Benibo, wrote when I notified all of our elders that Brother J.R. had made his ascent to heaven. But Dr. Benibo wrote these words. What a glorious transition. Five scores plus, like 102. The Benibo family is profoundly grateful to the Fields family for sharing such a warrior in God's vineyard with us. Papa Fields vigorously demonstrated that Christian living is livable. He preached Christ with words. His presence at our Sunday service, he's, he preached Christ with words, but only when it was necessary. He, his presence at our Sunday service since his 100th birthday, screamed to us the marvelous grace of Jesus. We will miss him dearly. May the peace and comfort of our Lord Jesus Christ inundate, flood his immediate family, as well as all of us who vicariously saw Papa Fields as father, grandfather, and even great-grandfather. I thought those were very beautiful words. He proved that that the Christian life is livable, is livable. What an amazing statement. And in Second Timothy chapter 2, Paul is outlining the, these the same things that our sister Jadira read, that uh, the song, uh, our sister Ann Guzman uh, sang the last song, and what uh, Dr. Benibo said and what I want to say to you. Uh, Paul starts out by saying, You therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Now, so it's a command. It is not a request. And I want to make the, the command or give the command to you that I want you to be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the grace is located in a person. All of God's gifts, all of God's 
pleasures and desires are all located in a person. Sometimes we may feel like this life is not livable. And I promise you, I'm sometimes under the weight. I'm sometimes under the strain of it. Because sometimes I want to say what I should not say and do what I should not do. There are times, even at this juncture, I told you the story about my dad when he was maybe about four or five years older than I am now. We were here, he and I had a phone conversation, and I was uh, just excited to talk to my father who, who, who counseled me through very difficult times in my life. And I was so uh, excited to talk with him. And before he, he got off the phone, he said, son, I want you to pray for me about such and such. And I was shocked that my dad in his late 70s or maybe even at 80 needed prayer for something. I thought by the time you reach that point that you would be over all of these things and you would be sailing up through the air in a little while. And when, when dad, then after dad said that, it's as though he anticipated what I would think, but it was, he was moved by the Holy Spirit. And he said, son, you see, as long as we are in this life, God will be maturing us. Christian workers, let us today understand that the things you are going through, you are supposed to go through, not just die there. Not stay there. As Dr. Benebo said, Dr. Brother Fields, Papa Fields, showed us in his life that the Christian life is livable. It is livable. It, we are able to do it. You see, Timothy's strength was not his own. And as we have said to you often, and I, I was reading something uh, recently that said, that for those of us who come to church regularly, we are not coming to church to always hear something new. And we are like that. We're human beings. We want to, what is the next, next great revelation? But we are coming oftentimes to be reminded of what we know so that we will keep doing what we know to do. Amen. So Paul says, be strong, and as it were, when God speaks, Paul so speaks in the manner of God, in the likeness of God, because when God speaks, he doesn't just speak to us, he speaks into us. And what? And what he speaks, we become. Come on, you need to say something for the Lord. You need to say something. Sometimes you have to talk to yourself, but if you've never talked to yourself, you've never been through anything. You have to talk to yourself. Timothy's strength was not his own. His strength was a divine gift, grace. He says, be strong in the grace, in the unmerited favor that God has given you. The divine influence that God has had on your life and on your heart. The reflection of the life of God in you, including your gratefulness. Do you have gratitude? The Christian worker has gratitude. He lives, she lives a life of gratitude. Uh, he or she lives a life that is acceptable to God. He or she lives a life that is of benefit to others, not just yourself. And you do it with joy and liberality. I don't believe a good Christian worker is a stingy person. So the Christian strength, I reiterate, is found in Christ. In Philippians chapter 4, verse 13, Paul says, I can do all things, right? But what else did he say? Yes. 
through Christ who strengthens me. Wow. I can do all things, but not on my own. I know that we as Americans, and there are many in the audience who are not Americans, but in America we would always hear growing up, pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. And my question always was, well, where did you get the boots and the straps from? What am I saying? I'm saying that living the Christian life is not done through self-effort. It's, do, it's done by being in someone who has done it before you. It's by, it is done by being in Christ. And so we don't do it by our, our own strength. Sometimes when we are young people, and we have beautiful young people in the, in the audience uh, here today, uh, sometimes when you're young, you think you can do it. I remember being a young man, and I thought, I used to say, you know, because I've tried to speak Spanish a little bit since I knew that there was a language called Spanish. And I remember uh, thinking that I would say about myself, um, uh, I'm mucho hombre, I would say. I'm mucho hombre. You know, I'm, I'm, like I'm a lot of a man. I'm a man, man, you know. I would go, mucho hombre, mucho hombre. I would do that. And I, I love that. I love Spanish. And those of you who know a little Spanish or speak a little Spanish, you ought to do it a little bit more. Honestly, you ought to do it a bit more because uh, you would help those of us who maybe don't understand some of the nuances that English comes, sometimes leaves out. But I would always say I'm mucho hombre because I thought I was physically strong, Tony, and I know you're physically strong. I know you had an operation, but you, I know you're under fire, but complete your mission. You, you're, you're physically strong, and you've given strength to your sons. Uh, and, uh, and I want to say, though, by that, Physical strength will not get you through all the things that you will face in this day. It will not get you through. You need spiritual strength. You need something from the Lord. Even th yes, go ahead. Thank you. Even though you are physically strong and you may be able to say, you, your brothers may be able to say, Yo soy mucho hombre. Soy mucho hombre. You know, there will be a time when you'll just say, Soy hombre. <laughs> You know, you're, you're not much of a man, mucho man, you're just a man. You know, and those are the times, I think, when, when you realize that your physical strength fails, that the strength of God increases, as it were, in your life. When you become less self-dependent, you become more God-dependent. Somebody ought to say something for the Lord. Paul uttered these words, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So it doesn't mean I can do some things, I can do most things, I can do all things. I can keep going when my myself says, quit, give up, walk away. And that can be nobody but Satan speaking to me. And so I said, no, no, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Paul goes on to, to admonish Timothy and to talk to Timothy in a beautiful way. I, I love it and, and I have so many um, who I call son here, and uh, there are many daughters here. When I was a young man, I, I just loved being the, the father of, of Ginger and Marcus. I, I loved being the father of Ginger and Marcus. I never wanted any more children. I just loved Ginger and Marcus so much. And so, but God has taken me beyond. And so I have many, many sons and daughters, spiritual sons and daughters, so many, a huge multitude that I can't count them. I can't even name them all. And they look to me as father. And so I think that at this juncture in my development, my maturation, God has said and has done some things that I believe I'm able now to impart with you and impart to you. 
So Paul tells, he shows Timothy that there is something in Christ that he needs if he is going to be strong, if he is going to be successful. And so Paul tells him in, in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 2, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 2, he says, And the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses. What Paul is saying is that, Paul, uh, Timothy, I didn't talk to you just privately. I talked to you publicly. And, and I, always want, I always say to my staff, I want you to know who I am. I want you to know what I think and how I think and, and what I believe because I don't want you to be surprised. I didn't want anybody to be surprised when they knew that I was very upset about a little dictator being a mean man and trying to kill people just because he wants their land. I don't want you to think that I'm mild-mannered. No, my first reaction was, save him, Jesus. It was not my faith. Oh, yes, I want him saved. Don't misunderstand me. But no, the first one, I wanted to. It's like the uh, uh, moms for, for uh, drunk drivers, against drunk drivers, M-A-D-D. They said the, the, their, their mantra was, you know, if he needs help, yeah, we're going to give that to him. We, we're going to get help. If they need help, we're going to give them help. But first, let's get him off the road. Hallelujah, somebody. Yeah. And so, yes, I, I, I do want him saved, but first, I want him to stop the madness. And so I always let my staff know exactly how I feel about issues. And I can let you know, except uh, I do let you know through my messages and through my preaching, but I can let you know more specifically, except we are one-room schoolhouse. You know, we all, we're a one-room schoolhouse, and a one-room schoolhouse, that means you've got pre-kinder. And you've got people in the Ph.D. program right here in this church. I'm not exaggerating. Right here in this church, you've got people who, who have such a, a, a knowledge of God. It is an amazing thing. And you can talk to them about the deep things of God, and they know, they, they know where you are, and they know where you're going. I, I love that, and so we're exchanging. Paul is talking to Timothy. He says, and the things that you have heard from me, and I, I'm saying that to you. I'm not up here just as the preacher. I'm here as the pastor as well. And so what I'm saying is that uh, it's like my wife told me many years ago when we had a very, very elderly man in our church. And, and I think I was having some reticence about uh, talking with him or saying some things to him. I was just a young man of, of 39. And uh, uh, she said, you know, even she said, you have something to give him even though you're much younger. Because God called you to be pastor. And so what I want you to understand that the pastor is not just another preacher there. I want you to understand that. I didn't, I didn't expect to go in this direction this morning. But I believe it's important. It must be important because the Holy Spirit is leading me to say these things. Because Paul says, and the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to men, no, faithful men. What he means is faithful people. Now, at the time, the Holy Spirit, I believe, meant faithful people. But at the time, he may have meant faithful men. But I, I would say to you, the Holy Spirit's uh, desire always was to faithful people. Faithful people. I, I've seen the women in this church and, uh, do such amazing things. And I believe the women in this church and other churches around the world are called to be the young shepherds of the last days. I believe that. It's not just men. But here Paul says, commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. So he's saying to Timothy, I don't want, and God doesn't want you to be the only one in the kingdom who understands these things. I want a whole body of people. And that's where we are going, believers. We're going to a place where we will have a whole body who, is, who 
uh, is doing the same thing that, say, I would do or what Paul was doing, and I am in no way putting myself in the category of the beautiful apostle Paul. So in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verses 13 and 14, uh, Paul says, watch, this tells Timothy, and this is what I want to leave with you, watch, that is, have your eyes open. Have your, your spiritual eyes open. Don't just see with your natural eyes, but you should watch. When I was a boy, they always said, watch and pray. Watch and pray. Don't just pray, but watch and pray. That was, in other words, let the Holy Spirit interpret to you what is going on in the world. Don't you get your, your news from, from, only from CNN, MSNBC, and Fox. Um, thank you for the three amens. Watch, he says to the, to the man of God. And this is what I'm saying to each of you. Watch. Stand fast in the faith. He says in the faith. That is in the Christian faith. Stand fast in the principles that God has delineated to you. Stand fast in them. Do not be moved from what God has spoken to you through his holy word. Watch. Stand fast. That means to be stationary. Hold your ground. Persevere. Be brave. Be strong. Increase in vigor. Be strength, strengthened. Don't just be the same. You're more than able to do what God has assigned you. We used to sing a song about going up to take the country with Joshua and Caleb and the charismatic renewal. We can go up and do that. Be brave, be strong. And then he says these words as I close. Let all that you, you do be done with love. Let all that you do be done with love. So Mr. Putin needs a good whipping in my view. Needs a good whipping. But I can't do it to banish somebody to hell. I don't want anybody to go to hell. I don't want even my worst enemy to go to hell. And so Paul says to Timothy, no matter what they've done wrong, no matter what position they are taking, I want you, Timothy, to let everything that you do, all that you do, be done with love. Father, thank you for your word. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to come back in just a minute.